The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. August 7th, 2020. How many ways to get what you want? This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast talking about SmackDown. Oh, tonight. Oh, tonight on SmackDown on Fox. What did we see tonight? We we It was a swerve, Justin. We opened thinking it was going to be all about The Fiend and Alexa. We got a little of that. A little bit. We got to see Braun. Braun apparently zooming in on like a poor internet connection. Uh, or, or, or he's using a flip phone where he downloaded Zoom on a flip phone. Something. Um, and I was thinking, okay, kind of a lackluster night. But then that ending. That ending. Retribution. Retribution. <sighs> so much to unpack here. It's just me, Glenn Rubenstein, and Justin Labar tonight. Matt Morgan should be thanking his lucky stars. He doesn't have to try and unpack that ending. Raj Giri, other plans. I know what Matt, I know what Matt's doing. Uh, Matt is celebrating today. Matt is actually having uh, probably a, a nice uh, gathering and, and, and a celebration, uh, uh, socially distant and safe. Because today, folks, on this day in history, in 2007, was when Matt Morgan first appeared on TNA Impact. That is oh. a Matt Morgan stat for you right now. I bet you Matt Morgan doesn't even know that. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I had it already. I had it already in the in, you know had it in the chamber to fire at him tonight, and 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 he's not here, so. Raj is somewhere drinking a mojito, listening to Blinding Lights. He's sitting on the, he's sitting next to the 18th green, and they're all puffing cigars. And <laughs> well, it's Colorado, <laughs> got... so maybe more than that. True. Uh... <laughs> they're all doing this podcast, and I'm making the money for it. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out who's in retribution there's got to be clues we saw you can see facial features beneath the masks i mean yeah. this is the biggest story of the night obviously. well so well so here's the thing that it, everything everything trickles down from from the answer to this question were the guys and girls who who physically were under the masks and hoodies if those are the actual talents that are going to eventually be unmasked and revealed then i have some serious questions because uh, they they were not very big in stature. Not that you have to all be big in stature, but I was just looking like this doesn't look like a very you know just physically an intimidating group. Um, one person that I caught a glimpse of, and and, and, I, and it's because I'm very I'm very familiar with this person because I've you know ridden in cars for hours with them. One of them that looked like they were under the mask is the man who is known as in NXT as Juan Keen Wild, and he's in the he's currently in the little trio. He formerly DJZ, um, Shima Zion, uh, Zima Zion, and a few times I was like, "Is that is that Shima?" Which I don't think that he would be one because he just got revealed to be one, you know one of the members of that trio that we have in NXT. So that's what led me to believe: are these just bodies that are standing in as the menaces? But but obviously they haven't been revealed yet, so. You know, because because by my understanding of this of the stable that we've been hearing about was one of two things. When one idea, well, actually, I think Nick Halsman first put out there, which maybe has something to it. But it was one of two things. One, the original one that I heard, which was Retribution, is supposed to be some members of the roster currently 
who are going to cause anarchy and want to change in the environment or whatever, whatever. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's somebody, it's members of the current Raw SmackDown roster, but I, there wasn't a lot of, I couldn't get a lot of pool of like, oh, that's a, a Raw or SmackDown superstar, or if it, if it is, it's not somebody prominent. The other one I heard because of the name Retribution, uh, and this is Hausman. Hausman has suggested, well, maybe it's going to be uh, at least have some guys or girls who are part of the mass release of talents back in April, and and I. Yeah, I was like, well, I guess maybe, um, but that all depends. If, if if the if the men and women that were out there tonight are the actual physical bodies, I'm not so sure what this is going to turn out to be. If, if if they still are going to all of a sudden, you know, one night have these guys and girls out there causing chaos, and somebody rips a mask off, and it's I don't know, pick notable well, mid carder. I don't know, you know. This- yeah, I'm looking at who was released, and this just doesn't make sense. So the only women. That were released Sarah Logan, Maria Canellas, and Deanna Parazzo. I'm pretty safe to say, unless Sarah Logan's pregnancy announcement was a huge misdirect. And Maria's uh, also and Maria's also was she was she pregnant or she just had a baby? She just had a baby. Although who knows? You know, her and Mike so in love, they could be working on number three. <laughs> and uh and and Deanna's uh with impact, um Right, I believe so. I, I don't know. This, this again, I, it really goes back to this. You know, chainsaws. Okay, that was something we don't see often of, and cutting it's the true. ropes. I've n- never seen that of. Um, everybody who had spray paint other than red looked stupid. The red was the only spray paint that was showing up and even looked of anything. Uh, well, we'll discuss in a second. Th- these were not the cool anarchists. The Seattle WTO protest. This was not. <laughs> uh, this was not the purge. This was. Uh, yeah, this was kind of like the WWE walmart version of anarchy we saw here tonight where they had the matching black hoodies and ski masks yeah, yeah I, I again i i just I, i'm just looking at them like none of them look to be above five foot ten which i, I again I, I hate to be but that 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 matters to me like i mean i don't know they don't all have to be giants but like somebody somebody's gonna be a muscle well, in this group i don't know it just it, just, it, it so, looked very so let's go through it let's go through it because it'll dispel who it's not right okay. so rusev number one Mm, none, none, that, again it, again if these people are supposed to be the ones on mask it, it, who's yes. to say that, that, that this is these are the stand-ins and then when it comes time on the big reveal night that that that, that rusev is, is dressed in the black and pulls you know but that, this is kind of risky for them to do as many close-ups and things that they oh did yeah because you could freeze phrase in this i mean i was able to make out uh uh some features there okay so but rusev i'm just gonna say that if rusev for some reason was coming back this is way beneath rusev like Rusev is a single star. Yeah. Maybe if this was just him, uh, Lana and Aiden reunited, I could see that. But this seems beneath Rusev. He is too big for this. Unless these, are, unless this is the, um, unless these are the frontline soldiers, unless the Rusev yeah. and, and the generals are, are just sent the putty, these these minions to do their bidding. Okay, so Drake Maverick back under contract ha- was not suspiciously absent uh, this week with Fandango and Breeze. He could have been again, one of them. He could have, been, but again, why though? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Gals Anderson at Impact. No. Uh, here's a name that, okay, here's one that fits the physical size and what we saw tonight, Leo Rush. Yeah, that was the other thing. They didn't wear gloves, so you could see skin color. You could see skin color, and Leo um, Rush would be about the size and stature of, uh, I would have to go back and check, but at Leo least Rush, one, at least one of them, yeah. It's possible. Leo. Also, let me just say, Leo would be fantastic as the mouthpiece for a group like this, especially given if they could play off of his real life grievances and heat that he had backstage. 
Yeah. I mean, I, this again is one thing when you have fuzzy security footage, you can let again, you can let any any trainee stand in to be that. But um, so this is I, again, I I, I I don't know. Yeah, Caden's pointing out. Leo said he's done. Of well, course, but, that's what he would say. Well, wait, Ever- R- R- Rusev said he's done. He said he's right. going to be be your favorite Twitch content creator. Do you actually? Leo might be. I could potentially believe that. I don't know. Or at least for I could I could see Leo taking some time. But uh, R- 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 Miro Rusev, whatever you call him, he's not done. For the sake of this being a good storyline, I think Leo, from a character point of view and storyline point of view, Leo could elevate this, bring some real life heat behind it. And make it good. I'm just going to point out there that if Leo's involved with this, I'm more optimistic Ooh, about if, where it's all going. What if one was Leo? What if one was Enzo? <laughs> now I know, I know Enzo was just on Busted Open Radio, and he and he said, and I could see it because he's so much of a crowd guy. He said he doesn't see himself popping up in wrestling until there's crowds again. But once again, that's what you would maybe say if you wanted to swerve uh, a return you're about to have. But I, I don't know. I, I mean. It's, it's probably not Enzo. I'm just throwing, I'm just trying to have fun fodder here. To, I mean, I'd have to go back and hear the voices because Enzo's real voice sounds much different than Enzo's persona voice. voice. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like it's creepy the first time you hear him talk in his real voice. Right. You're like, who is this guy? Uh, Justin Lopez, two dollars super chat saying Nexus did it better. It did feel like an attempt to recreate. Oh yeah, ne- I mean Nexus. Uh, Nexus truly did come in and do some things that we hadn't seen since the NWO in terms of the destruction, the mass destruction by a large number of people. Um, and, and Nexus came out of nowhere. What there, you know, this we've been, we've been waiting, you know, this, there's been teases, the lights and all the stuff. I mean, Nexus Lily, these guys that just came out of nowhere. And then, you know, I mean, hell Daniel Bryan got fired over because he ch- choked Justin mm-hmm. Roberts with his necktie. Um, so yeah. Uh, Next, just ne- know, yeah. Justin also saying guys, I felt like those looked like extras to throw us off. See, that even seems weird to me, too, because they did look kind of goofy tonight. Like, why, if you're trying to launch this big story, and this is supposed to be the big thing, right? This is going to turn around the ratings. You know, this and Raw Underground, we're putting all the chips on this for our future. Um, Like, why send in extras? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to... You know, even though they knocked, even though they chased away the ringside camera people who would traditionally get more of the close-ups, there were still angles. There were still from the jib cam and the other hard cam. There were still angles of where you were seeing uh, more. And again, they you know they they gave them ski masks where eyes and lips and features can be can 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 come can come out. Uh, so yeah, why would you? I mean, if you were going to put extras in there, I would put them in even more. Conce- you know, have more gloves, conceal everything possible. And I would hire. I wouldn't just hire some PC people and say, "Hey, put on this hoodie and go in there and tear shit up." I would actually say, "Like, let's get some of the universal stunt show performers. Let's get people with good movement work that look really mm-hmm. badass." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. Leon's a Duncan five dollars saying, "How does SmackDown have the same storyline as Raw with the same group, but yet it comes across way better than it did Monday?" I disagree. I thought they less is more, and they looked yes. cooler in the parking lot Monday, throwing the Molotov cocktail. Tonight was too much. I, I agree. Yeah, the the, the mystery uh, was was better on Monday. Um, the only only thing I could think of, it, it, the only thing I could think of to answer my question of why would you do it this way, is, and we'll talk about this when we talk overall SmackDown. You know, it's it's been no secret that with SmackDown and and the, and the tapes they've been doing, they've been working with a an abbreviated roster for 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 one reason or another. A lot of you know, most of us speculating it's you know, talents uh, dealing with health precautions, whether they test a positive or whether they're being safe. So the only thing I, only thing I can think is that if 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 the because we kept hearing that WWE management and creative was keeping you know who the, who's going to be in the stable close to the vest. 
the only thing I can think is that if the people that they do want to be in this stable, if they just if they couldn't get those people available, if they weren't able to be for this at this taping, and obviously they've been on weird schedules trying to get these tapings done. That's the only thing I can think is I say, okay, we're not going to have this be revealed until after SummerSlam, and uh, when we know we'll have these five talents, but we don't have them tonight. But we need physical bodies out there, so we're gonna we're gonna send some trainees. I I, I don't know. That's the only thing. I, that's the only reason I could figure of why they would have done it this way. Yeah, but again, they could have. There had to be some. There was taller trainees in the crowd that they could have <laughs> dressed up than the, than the than the five they decided to go with here. Uh, Shockmaster saying all were under six feet. It took too little to lift the announcer desk. They attacked a woman, which is cringe if it's a man. They were constantly tucking in their hair. Uh, Shockmaster thinks it's an all female group. There were definitely women in the group. I don't know if it was all women, um, just based on the way they were carrying themselves. But I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, other people speculating in the chat oh let's go back i want to give you credit for this uh uh oh michael the virus saying evolve talent invading wwe that would be uh evolve is no ecw in terms of recognition from the average fan yeah that 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 that's not if 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 the goal on monday night raw and, and friday smackdown is to move the needle of getting some no that's not that that's not going to do it uh, i'm sorry Bit Milligan saying, I bet one of those people was Sami Zayn. I think if, if this faction were Sammy and Leo, Jacob Manley, Super Chat saying the same thing. If, if Sami Zayn was involved in this, again, I have much higher hopes. Well, that again, well, that again would be one of the situations where they didn't. Sammy was not one of the ones out there because I don't, you know, I, I think he's he's been he was one of the first from all this to say, I'm not hanging around. And in, in, well, in maybe situation. again, maybe that's the swerve. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Maybe true. Sam. Maybe Sammy is like COVID's a myth, and you know, <laughs> don't get vaccinated and uh, wear your tinfoil hat. And the fluoride in the water is there for mind control. Maybe Sammy's got us all fooled. Mm, that would that that would be the bro. That would be the biggest swerve, bro. He's hanging out with AJ that Styles, talking about how the Earth's flat. You know. <laughs> Joey adores AJ a flat earther. Oh, AJ is definitely a flat earther. Don't you remember that talking smack where Daniel Bryan? Gave him a hard time about AJ's in like the flat earth documentary. No, that can't be real. No, AJ's like legit a flat earther. His, his exact quote is, I'm not saying the earth is flat. I'm just saying there are some valid points and some questions. Go back and watch that talking smack. It's a very uncomfortable exchange he had with Daniel Bryan. I didn't actually know that there's real flat earthers out there. Like that's a real thing. People yeah, I think act- Dolph Ziggler might be one as well. Oh. <laughs> That's more mind-blowing than retribution. Yes. Uh, Joey Adorsian, $5, saying, why is it if AEW did this angle, everyone goes crazy, but when WWE does it, it looks too clean and overproduced. Uh, people destroying Sue's van. Oh, uh, private party. Uh, no, not private party. Uh, Santana mm-hmm. and Ortiz, proud and powerful. Uh, destroying Sue's van looked cooler. Presentations, a lot of it. They held on this for way, 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 way too long tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it should. It should, uh, yeah, there was. I mean, they gave them like, I may have to go back. I don't exactly, but it felt like probably they gave them at least four minutes of TV time, and four minutes is a long time just to watch the same thing over and over, which is five people just chasing everybody off, and again trying to spray paint things. And I mean, again, the chainsaw was cool because chainsaw is not an overdone gimmick in. <laughs> it's not an overdone gimmick in pro wrestling, especially cutting the ropes, you know. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> it was just uh, a, a poor presentation it was just not you know like Len noted earlier it was too you know we 
the Mon- Monday's presentation was better because it was a lot more of just, you know, you knew some somebody was there, but we didn't see him. It was that horror movie effect. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, a misfire for something that they're uh, trying to make a big deal. Uh, Matthew Pierce, 499, saying this group is going to be terrible. Pat McAfee, angle seems fun. It does seem fun. Yes. Um, and Justin Lopez, $5. Is one, is speculation one of the females is Vanessa Bourne because of the curly hair we saw? Oh, yeah, she does have very... Because we did, at one point... The female's hair had popped and she had to pull her hood back up and her hair is kind of like uh, if, if, if you've seen Vanessa Bourne, then then then, yeah, that's actually that's exactly what her hair. So but she's not real well. I mean, that's not a. I mean, she, she's been on NXT, but she's not like if she pulled a mask off, there would be a lot of like, who is that? And I don't know if that's what again, I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're going for. That just didn't seem like that would be what this group is all about. As as, you, as, as, as hoods come up, but but then again, maybe 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 it's the case of we've been held down, we've been held back, and now you're going to know who we are. I, I, it's it's all a matter, I guess, of what they're going for. But she's also somebody again that could be in my original theory. Just we're putting you in a hoodie, putting you in a mask. You're going to be the stand-in for tonight. You're not going to be part of the actual reveal once that time comes. So breaking news, uh, at least as of three weeks ago, AJ Styles felt the need to clarify on Twitch about his views on the earth being flat. Okay. And uh, he said, uh, the whole flat earth thing, there's some interesting things that come up. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. You know, it was never, it's flat, it's flat. You're going to fall. It's never been like that. Just because it said it's interesting. I'm now a flat earther. Here's the thing about theories. There's some interesting things. And that's when I go, well, that's, have you ever heard this? There's a lot of interesting theories. JFK, 9-11, like, that's interesting, you know? So he's flat earth curious. Flat Earth curious. I like it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but watch the talking smack thing because right. Daniel Bryan really got under his skin with it. it was I probably crazy. saw that talking smack, but I probably just assumed that it was just they were just working with each other. They were just like just having like an inside joke. I, I know Daniel Bryan was in a terrible depression and really hated doing it, but he was gold for that however mm-hmm. long talking smack lasted. Like he was fantastic. That's probably still my favorite thing Daniel Bryan has ever done. And I really like his wrestling career. But him on Talking Smack, like just not caring, was fantastic television. That was good stuff. Yes. Of course, it's not there anymore. Uh, Terry on Jr., Raquel and Dakota partnership ended? Question mark. Uh, did, did they? Is that is that is that, is that a thing on the storyline? Are they not together? I don't know. I mean, well, uh, we didn't see Raquel this past Wednesday, did we? I don't remember. I don't think so. Wednesday seems like a, dec- uh, a fraternity. Fratern- it really does. It really, really does. Well, it's like because uh, like Wednesday and obviously it's late, and then like you know Thursday. I mean, just just for wrestling. Never mind the rest of the, the life. Like Thursday doing the wrestling daily with Nick, and then this morning I'm doing busted open, and then th- this night. So it's like that just feels like a million podcasts ago. Yes. Um. Oh, so let's uh, keep just keep going on the list to eliminate people. Uh, it's not EC3. It's not Zack Ryder, maybe Kurt Hawkins, not Heath Slater, Eric Young. I mean, no, isn't Eric uh, back on Impact now? Uh, we assume that he's there for the long term, but I guess we don't know. It could have been just a one-off appearance. Why, like, why would you bring Eric back to do something that's like a, a lesser version of Sanity? Right. Yeah. Uh, Aiden English, 
Maybe he's he's tall though. Again, yeah. he, he, he could be part of the reveal, but it was not him out there because yeah. Aiden English is a, is a pretty tall, lengthy dude. Uh, Sarah Logan's with child allegedly, so probably not her. Eric Rowan, we can rule out. Eric Rowan, if he's in the group, he was not there tonight. No. Uh, here we go. The masterminds behind Retribution, Primo and Epico. <laughs> the masterminds. I don't know about masterminds, but. I, I wanted they were they're I don't know how uh, I mean I think they're not the they're not the shortest bunch but they're not I, it could have been it, it could have been because Mike and they, Maria Canellis, we're pretty sure it's not but Primo and Epico maybe maybe I mean wait here we go here we go he likes to have a good time he likes to travel in groups no way Jose huh huh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the conga line, the conga line, got political. <laughs> yeah, right. They joined a Facebook group. They're woke now, and they're there to f shit up on SmackDown. I feel like recently he just said too that he has like a new character, a new gimmick name for the wrestling world. But even he, but even No Way Jose is not a short guy. I, I think True. I stood near him. I mean, I'm I'm six foot. I think he was as tall, if not taller, than me. And again, I, I nobody out there looked like six foot. So. And I'm not uh, saying six foot. I'm not saying six foot's overly tall. I was just using it as my reference. Yeah. So we mentioned Deanna. It, probably not Kurt Angle. Seem a little. No. Uh, I, I love, love Kurt. And I would say this to his face. <laughs> Kurt would not well, be moving that fast. Okay. Well, here's another option. I mean, there were also the developmental talents that were released, but if they're expecting, I'm just looking at these names, and if they're expecting any of these guys and gals to get a pop. Like that ain't happening. I mean, maybe Cassius Ono, but uh, no, no, wasn't he? Ono's a big dude himself. Yeah, uh, I mean, if Tanera Conti was part of this group, actually, no, wasn't she on uh, AEW? She's on AEW. Yeah, yeah. So is Tino Sabatelli. So I don't know. Uh, so you're right, but even when I say these names, not a lot of them. Again, Leo, Leo's probably the hottest. Yeah. Again, I, like I said, I one of them when I caught. And maybe I'll try to go back and screen grab and I'll tweet it tonight or tomorrow. One of them, like I said, I called it. I was like, man, it looks like I call him Sheem. It looks like Sheem. It looks like Joaquin Wild. And again, he and he just did a reveal storyline on NXT. So that's why I was like, all right, maybe these are just people they need standing in that can follow cues and follow, you know, follow cues and direction. But they're not going to be the actual people. That's what I got to hope for because otherwise, we were just going through this. I nothing makes any. I mean. Or they're going the route where it is going to be unknowns that or not unknowns, but it's going to be people that are that, are, that want to be known that feel that they haven't been given enough attention. But I, that that was basically Nexus, right? It was it was you know, and, and to an extent, Nexus got some people, you know, got Wade Barrett over, got some people over, but uh, I don't know. I'm didn't seeing get people a, guessing. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, as we said, I didn't, I didn't get it. Did not get a good Nexus vibe out of this. I'm seeing people guessing Champa, Carmella. I, the mm. people are going to analyze this like the Zapruder tapes. Just go back frame by frame. Try and figure out the mystery. It's like who shot Mr. Burns all over again. Um, so uh, as far as Dakota and Raquel, Terry Allen Jr., $2 Super Chats as many weeks. I notice her absence seems yes, that they've split up. Um, Matthew Pierce, if it were you, who would you start a stable with today? Four people max. Jeez. Oh, I mean, it's not bad what they're doing with the hurt business. I mean, well, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure. I, I think there was probably some 
truth to it that maybe there was consideration to let it be a new version of the nation of domination. I, I don't like that. I don't like that. We always have to make it about a, a race thing that, Oh, we're putting all the, the black talents together. Um, I don't know, but I don't know. I, it, it's so hard. Stables are such a stables are such a delicate thing. You have to, it really has to stables. Stables are st- stables might be the biggest ride or die. One of the biggest ride or die booking uh, decisions in pro wrestling, because they, they if, if they work, man, they can, they can be legendary and they can, and they can, but, if, but they can so easily fizzle out. There's been so many, um, you guys remember the union? Remember <laughs> Big Show, Mick Foley, Tess, and I think Shamrock carrying around two by fours, and they were the union for like four weeks. And you know, there, there could be so many just bad, just random. You, you think, oh, all four of these people, they, but no, it, it, there can be bad stables. So that's, stables are a funny thing to go back through and and look at in the history of, of pro wrestling. I think Ricochet with an entourage would be really good. You get because it, it, it would elevate him, right? But it would be that it would be like Undisputed Era, where there's like Adam Cole and the backing band. I think with Ricochet, you could build something around him really well and have it yeah. work. But it would take the right guys. Alistair Black, I think, is far. He should be the anti Messiah, and there should be like a dark stable. And I think Buddy Murphy. I think Buddy Murphy should turn. He looks so much like Alistair Black. I think he would be a good second to him. Well, the fact that he looks so much like Alistair Black, I don't know if I'd want that. Yeah, confusing. but I think it could kind of work, though. I think it kind of work. I don't know. Uh, Eddie Omang, four ninety nine. What's your top wrestling finisher of all time? Well, good question. Uh, so finisher finishers are big. I mean, it's got to be. You know, it, I'm very much the belief it's got to be a finisher that you can do to almost everybody. You can't. It can't be something that you can't do to half of the roster, or that even takes. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's got to be something that you can do to everybody. Um. Scotty too hotty in the warm. <laughs> you can do that to everybody, yes. That was over for like a oh, week. dude. I I I I was in a six man tag match that involved Scotty too hotty a couple years ago, and so I was there firsthand. Uh, I did not get the warm done to me, but I was laying in the ring like caddy corner from the person who was getting it, man. And this was a we were this was in a, a uh, probably eight nine hundred people packed in this gym, man, and one of the biggest pops I'd ever heard. I mean, it's, it still gets over if people know who he is, uh, finishers. Um, you know, as crazy as it sounds like the mandible claw was one that fits so well with mankind and how sadistic it was. And it was so new, like just shoving fingers down the throat. And again, you can do that to everybody and all the options of how to sell it. Uh, that's why I was all great with, with the, the fiend kind of, kind of taking that too. Um, this one, you can't necessarily do it to everyone. And it has a big, setup time but probably one of the most impressive finishers i ever saw and i still remember the first time i saw it It was on velocity against shofunaki and i remember the live crowd had this giant gasp and for the year 2005 or 2006 to get a huge gasp when you think you've seen most everything you can see mr kennedy doing his lambo leap from the middle or top rope and it's basically got him up on a fireman's carry like john cena's finisher but just did a full leap forward and lands on i mean that I remember again. I I at all the detail. I remember. I remember all the details about uh, the show and who it was against because I I was like that's so impressive. Again, can't do that to everybody. But um, well, and that's the thing. It's like my I think the most impressive impressive uh, move. Uh, Sami Zayn, the rolling Yoshi tonic, where he mm-hmm. does a full three sixty. I don't understand why that wasn't his finisher. That's like the Luva kick is like a, his third most impressive move. Even the the sit up uh, thunder uh, power bomb. Like, 
looks better than the Huluva kick. Um, but I'm going to say that uh, lately, I think end of days is actually really underrated. I think that's a very, very good finishing move. Um, and here's one we don't talk about anymore, but I swear to God, when I got back into wrestling and NXT blew my mind and uh, I think was so impressive, I think the coup de gras, just because we don't see people do that that looks like the most legitimately devastating move and it still blows my mind that finn can do that without hurting someone or causing any sort of uh damage yeah i mean it's it, it does look good you're right i mean it's it's you know as long as the guys as long as the guys get i mean it's, usually if he did if he hits it well and in the, in the, in the illusion of the camera's right i mean he can just hit him on their arm when he comes down see uh, i thought it was that he's actually landing all of his weights on his butt when he's coming down, so his feet touching the person isn't where the impact point is. It, it might. Be, I, I've seen versions where the way the guys protect themselves is, is similar to how if you're on your if you're on your back and somebody's going to splash on you, yeah, you, take, you have your arms here to let your let your arms absorb the the, the mm-hmm. impact. I've seen sometimes where that's what it is, where the, where Finn's feet, you know, they they absorb the arms of the person taking it, absorb it there. But I, you know, that could, it could be different ways of how they've, how it's gone. But um, no, that's a good that's a good one. Uh, I mean, Seth Rollins, is, I know they got banned for a little bit but i mean the the, the curb stomp, stomp okay. it looks it looks effective i mean never mind the the connotation of it or history of it or whatever like that but i mean it looks painful again you can do it to anybody uh or orton orton has turned the rko into i mean orton, or, orton's turned the rko into things of of mainstream attention you know rko out of nowhere and and, and the the memes and and the the gifts and everything so uh yeah, i think there's something to be said for that steve mark chili buck 99 saying how about davy boy smith jr at some point you know, I think that he. I think we are due to see him back in the WWE world eventually. I think. I think the COVID might have put a, a delay on maybe original plans, but I definitely could see, especially with NXT UK, I could definitely see him them using a guy like him in NXT UK again. I, NXT UK obviously has been shut down since the pandemic, so. Um, Retribution. But, they didn't sound British, but NXT UK would would be a solid guess. Uh, for where all that talent was from. Tevin Brinkley, thank you for the $1 super chat. No comment. Just here's a dollar. Thanks, Tevin. Raj Giri, thanks you. Uh, and yes, we're going to get to the rest of the SmackDown. Uh, Tevin Brinkley also saying uh, with the $2 super chat, it's either NXT rechecks or AEW invading. Um, it, okay, so hear me out on this. If it was Evolve, it would be interesting for them to sell Evolve as sort of like an indie almost a, you know, an indie other, like basically to take everything to project and make it seem like it's AEW. Like it's, Oh, it's that indie riffic promotion with all the small guys doing the flippy shit. They're here to, to take over. I could see them, but again, that's almost given their competition too much credit. I just think if you're going to do an evolve, if you're going to have an evolve evasion, I feel like that's something you would have done earlier when Evolve still had names that the wrestling world was really. I don't. I don't know. I, just, I know. That just I seems. Know. Louis Thirteen saying the no. torture rack is, is a finisher. No, I don't like the torture. Okay, rack. so let's let's talk about SmackDown. So uh, it's good that we're talking about Retribution, or also be talking about how disappointed I was by this because man, they built up Bray and Alexa. We were all talking about on Twitter the Firefly Funhouse. Oh, the Fiend's going to make an appearance later. Bray, you know, I got someone that matters to you. Um, love the opening. Very disappointed by how they paid it off later in the show. I was so looking forward. Even think about last week, we were talking about Alexa's a big fan of horror movies. Bray's a big fan of horror movies. What magic would they create together? They did well, not. 
Well, really look, we still look. We still have two more SmackDowns until uh, sure. before SummerSlam. Um, look, quite frankly, I mean, like, it, it, I was surprised to see that it was in the middle of the show. It was at the turn of the second hour, but I admit it. But it makes sense because that would have been a disappointing ending to put, have the show go off on us with just with what they did. I was okay. Like little things, Alexa, she's in the same outfit she was last week. So that's yeah, certainly... I thought I thought it was a replay at first. Yeah, they keep up with the, the, you know, she's been abducted, essentially. It was weird that The Fiend comes out, and then we come back from commercial, and then Alexa's out there. Like, yeah. where did he pull her out from? Um, you, I would have thought that he would have been, like, dragging her or, or had her. I, you know, I just figured she would have came out with him. But, but so that's a, that was that was a head scratcher. But, um, no, I mean, this was okay. Again, it kind of it kind of leaves more for, like, you know, obviously they go off the air, so he still has Alexa. So we'll see what we get next week. Uh, the match gets made officially. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I was okay with this. I mean, I I was okay. That I like. I, I like the very beginning when we see Bray in the Firefly Funhouse. He's got rather than having all the pictures of the, the other victims. Now it's all just pictures of Braun with the title. I thought that was a nice little touch of the obsession that's that's going on. Um, I don't know. I, I was okay with with you know. I was okay with what they gave us. Um, you know, and, and like you know, Alexa kind of you know she you know she played into it with her little, uh, you know, with her hand up on at the fiend. And, and I think Alexa has been, uh, I think radio silent on social media, if I, if I saw correctly. So that's nice that she's actually like trying to cave, you know, trying to keep up with this and not, not show herself out at the, the beach or something like that. When she's supposed to be trapped in the firefly funhouse world. True. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Seamus tonight interfered by shorty G. This is why we can't have nice things causing a DQ. Attacking Matt Riddle. Yeah, this is a good match. This is a, a two big guy, you know, two big guys, relatively speaking, physical. I mean, this is the kind of match that, like, this is one of those things when I think about Matt Riddle, you know, I, I think about, oh, I'd love to see him, you know, in, you know, I think about opponents I like to see him with, and this is certainly one. So this is a good, hard-hitting match. Uh, two guys that uh, are going to lay it in. They're, they're going to make it look good. They're going to they're gonna give it to each other. Disappointing you get a DQ, but I kind of figured that. It's like, you know, they're, they're real, you know, Seamus has been back. They're, they're, they're building up with Seamus uh, to certain points. I didn't think they'd have him get pinned, but obviously you don't really necessarily need to pin Riddle. So I, I kind of figured there'd be some shenanigans with Shorty G or, or Corbin. Um, but yeah, a good, a good opening match. It's definitely, I was, uh, had my attention to open the show up with this. Yeah, I thought it was strong. Um, Seamus's matchup graphic now in the uh, tank top and the, the 1930s fighter. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he's like from a final fight prequel. Um, he it, looks, he looks like he's from like, Oh brother, where art thou? He should be, he, I think it, I that's think that's my fiance and he should be fighting. George. No, he was just working on the docks and now he, you know, showed up to fight. Um, I think Seamus, uh, like this was a placeholder night with riddle, obviously given, uh, what they're building up with him and Corbin, but Seamus, man, like Seamus has got the look. I think, the Jeff Hardy story was uncomfortable for a lot of reasons, like we talked about, and didn't really hit. Uh, or I guess it hit, depending on how cool you were with uh, that subject matter. But um, I think Seamus is primed for something big right now. I'm looking forward to what he does next. Yeah, I, f- I thought I found some irony in the uh, commentator selling um, Seamus not uh, not you know not liking Matt Riddle and thinking Matt Riddle's. You come in too much attention, too much steam, and you know guys like Sheamus have been overlooked. When if you think about it, it was 2009. Sheamus has just gotten to the main roster after being on, you know, just got to the main roster and like literally within like a month, won the world title by beating John Cena on a pay per view in a tables match. And I'm like, well, that's kind of ironic because like that was one of the fastest 
uh, rises to the world title, you know, that would be never done. So I just got a little kick out of that being what they were trying to sell at the start of the match. It's Sheamus' problem with Matt Riddle. Uh, I thought he looked great tonight. I thought this match was good. Um, yeah, I think Shorty G interfering. Shorty G, I mean, maybe, you know, because the name, right? You pay attention to the name. Last week, certainly paying attention to his segments with Corbin. Shorty G, when you look at physically where he's at, the condition that he's in, and remember the fact that this guy is one of the best technical wrestlers that they mm-hmm. have in the roster. Um, I think this guy, kid's future is looking bright right now. A Shorty G versus Matt. It, like Shorty G in the role he's in is like being like little minion of Baron Corbin. I, I don't know what kind of match they would lay out with him and Matt Riddle or if they would, if it would just be like, you know, Shorty G just ridiculously being too short to like pull things off with Matt Riddle. But like if they actually let Chad Gable have a match with Matt Riddle, that would be some phenomenal stuff because of what of what they would be able to do and, and what they're both capable of. Um, so well, yeah, you I, have the technical wrestling versus the MMA. Like yeah. that legitimately could be uh, a pay-per-view show stealing match. I don't think they're going to give them that opportunity, but we really hope they do. Yeah. Um, so after that, uh, yeah, it descended into chaos. It really, if you look at SmackDown tonight, it was like, it's basically three stories that were being, it was just a lot of interweaving of, you know, like as, as we'll get to here, like Shorty G, Corbin, Sheamus, Matt Riddle, they all just kept intersecting with each other all night. That's what this, well, you know. Yeah. And I like that backstage Sheamus blowing up at Corbin, uh, Sheamus attacking Cor- Shorty G at the end of the match. And then Miz and Morrison tonight uh, interviewing Mandy Rose's hair. I... This was was the stupidest thing I've ever seen on WWE television. It would have been better if they would have stopped showing Miz and Morrison doing the voice. If they would have treated it seriously and sold the joke, it was the fact they kept showing them that made it lame. It was googly eyes on a wig, on a blonde wig for people that didn't watch. Uh, <laughs> Justin, just, this is the stupidest thing you've seen. This, this is where Justin hits his point of disgust. Just, I mean, like, I, <laughs> I just was sitting there and I'm just like, you know, my, fi- my like, my, my five year old daughter, one of her favorite, one of the favorite things right now in, in, in entertainment to her is, is Toy Story 4 that came out. And, and her and my son, who's younger, they love Forky. And for those of you that don't know what Forky is, Forky is a new toy in the Toy Story franchise. He's a spork with those googly eyes. Yes. That's and, and 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 red yarn as his arms and popsicle sticks as his feet. It's so stupid, but it's funny in a toy would because a kindergarten kid would create that as a toy, and that's the whole context on Toy Story Four. I'm looking at this mop of hair with googly eyes, and I'm like, this is as stupid as Forky, but Forky doesn't belong in this. Like, I, I just was so I I was like, thank God nobody else is in the house other than my family because I was oh, so yeah. I'd be so embarrassed if somebody walked in that room right now. They'd be like, what the hell is this? You're you're gonna go to a podcast talking about this. Tonight was probably, and I'm not saying I hated tonight, and I generally like SmackDown more than Raw, but tonight's one that I'm glad no one caught me watching this tonight. There are probably some other things. I'd rather be watching High School Musical than this tonight. Could have explained that easier. and Be like, well, you know, some of those, Get Your Head in the Game is is a banger of a song, at least. I could defend that. But tonight, there was some stupid shit. Yeah, I just and, and then then you get into other things like a nitpick. Like I like you nitpick and don't like them showing Ms. Morrison doing the voice. I, I don't like that. Obviously, it's some video they pre-recorded of having the hair and the googly eyes like like alternate between like acting like it's talking and then not. 
And there would be times where they would keep showing the hair not moving so it doesn't look like it's talking and they're still talking. I was like, no, you don't. Just the whole thing looks stupid. I felt bad that Sonya then had Sonya Deville had to then come out because she looked and sounded great when she eventually she comes great. out. But I feel so bad for her having to stand behind the curtain and wait to come out and like, like follow the follow the wig. Uh, follow Leon Duncan. The, follow the wig with googly eyes. Yeah. Uh, Leon Duncan two dollars. Thought it was like friends corny, but it worked. Um, but th- that and that was my point though is if they hadn't shown them doing the voice, I think I think they needed to treat it. It was like them almost saying like, look at the stupid funny thing we're doing. Isn't it funny how it's we're showing you how stupid and funny it is? Like it was. T- too many layers um uh uh azel pompa saying do you guys notice how often you say i'm glad nobody saw me watching this we we don't mind coming on here in front of you guys because you guys you guys know you guys you guys are right there with us you know i mean this is like uh, hentai fans showing up at a hentai fan club they're like hey we're all into this shit (laughs) you know uh but no for us it's like the furries convention yes and they don't have to see each other's faces. They can, they can hide. They can <laughs> hide behind the mask. We can't hide behind anything here. Uh, but that being said, Sony Deville looked like a million bucks coming out there in a suit. Love the way they're building this. Um, I think it's going to be a three-on-three match at SummerSlam. I think it's going to be Heavy Machinery and Miz and Morrison uh, with Mandy and Sonya involved as well. Um, and, of course, this uh, ended with um, Heavy Machinery coming out. And uh, getting into it with Miz and Morrison. Um, but yeah, I think so- Sonia, I hope, is going to be the superstar that emerges from this feud. Because I think it's finally her time. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think we're all, all of us that are on this podcast uh, are huge fans of hers. Um, I, I think Mandy, I mean, Mandy, you know, M- M- Mandy's got, continues to get better in the ring when we do see her in matches. The, f- the fire that's behind this with her and Sonia, which we'll, we'll get to that part of it later is good obviously mandy looks like a million bucks you can certainly see them from the sex appeal standpoint putting a lot of their eggs in, in her basket uh long term you know otis obviously i think is you know i like otis it's nice to see tucker getting screen time again he's back then there so uh, yeah i mean there's a lot there's a lot to come out of this and then Miz and morrison especially you know they're they're good in the like, like they're good in the ring they're a good tag team like there's there's a lot of good about all the players that are in this story but it was just like i just and i usually again and, and i know i get criticize for sometimes I, i'll give i'll give WWE more patience maybe than the average person and i and i and i'm usually the first one to say give it time let things unfold it's a story let's let week to week go but i'm just sitting there watching the googly-eyed hair and i'm going i i got nothing for this one this is this is just bowling shoe ugly as, as jim Ross would say ah <laughs> uh, this will be good for sonia in the long run yes um so cesaro versus lince dorado Love it, Lince. Yeah, I love this. Was, a, this was I great. It. I love Lince Dorado's my dude. He's uh, him. Well, Grand Metalik's great too, but I love Lince. Uh, I'm a big fan of Cesaro. I, I could watch them have a match every single week. I, in fact, really between Cesaro, Nakamura, Grand Metalik, and, and Dorado, I would watch any combination of the four having a match every week. And um, th- there's just things you see, and you I could say this all the time about a Cesaro match, but then Lince does awesome, awesome offense. But things that Cesaro does that like he makes it, it literally is the definition of he makes it look easy. But if you actually stop and really just take a minute to absorb what he physically just did when he catches a guy in midair and the 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 the, the, the momentum without stopping that he go he keeps motion and, and trans transitions into other moves and other slams and 
and he's doing it with a grown man. I mean, it's just it, it, the feats of strength and, and agility and, and everything that uh, Cesaro can do, and then coupling it with a guy like Lince, this is a lot of fun. So, uh, if you did not see SmackDown and are trying to figure out what to watch based upon Glenn and I, uh, take a moment to watch this match. It, th- there's no stakes or anything for yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's the issue with it, right? I mean, yeah. I think uh, they're keeping up with Lucha House Party versus Cesaro and Nakamura, but. Um, this was just a fantastic match. It like left you wanting more. Um, it was really good. I think uh, given everything going on with Lucha House Party, I mean they're they're used, but I don't feel like they're taken nearly as seriously as they should be for just being great in-ring competitors. But you know what? I'm happy that because 205 Live is still around, mm. um, and and 205 Live is just it's just it's a very niche thing. You know, I don't know what kind of numbers it gets, but it's it just it's just there for the people that really have that that bug of of of, of that kind of in-ring action. I'm glad that. Uh, Lindsay and Grand Metalik were able to be plucked from that and are able, and, and at least and now or we're seeing our options to be used, especially when it seems like they're they're working with an abbreviated roster given the times. I'm glad to see that they are not being pegged as you're, they're just 205 Live. I'm glad to see that they are getting to getting, getting to work with, with everybody else because that was my number one knock with 205 Live. It's like, you know, the moment that you're on 205 Live or they're pegging it of, of a weight class it kind of almost seems improbable to have somebody from 205 Live ever go do anything else with the rest of the roster, but they, well, they, they, they've they yeah. seamlessly been able, to, been able to allow some people to get away from that, and I'm glad Lindsay and Graham at a league are getting to do matches with Daniel Bryan, with Cesaro, with Nakamura, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Have they had any great characters on the show since uh, the era of Neville and Enzo? Because it seems like that was the time when the show was the most character driven. Uh, yeah, that was the most, I mean, Gulak, I think, was on there. Yeah, he, he with the powerpoints. Um, I think Jack Gallagher shined for a minute. I don't think he's with them anymore. Or no, is he? no, no, no. I think uh, was he Google one of the victims? It. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh uh, no, he... no. I would not use that word to describe. Not, no, not victim. No, no. I didn't mean that. that yeah, no. Um, with, yeah. <laughs> let's just let's, Never mind. next subject. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that uh, I was going to say victim of the talent cuts, and then I quickly remember. No, he was not part of the talent cuts not, in April. Let's just not use that. Word to describe Jack Gallagher. Um, Not so, a uh, let's talk about the Fiend in the ring with the red lights. Alexa Bliss down on the mat. The Fiend with the hand. Is he going to do the claw again? And then she looks up at him and starts stroking the scar on his mask. They have a connection. He's confused. He backs away. Then Braun Strowman appears via a low-speed internet connection. <laughs> Well, to be fair, it was dial-up. He had to get the he had to get the other person off the phone to get on. Yeah, I mean, like it was surprisingly blocky looking for something that was being shown on national broadcast television. He should have gone to Stephanie McMahon's house. Stephanie had superb internet for sure. her drop in later. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was. Uh, I think this was the first. I was thinking about this. Somebody in the chat room can fact check me. I think this was the first full entrance of the fiend in the pc in the pandemic era we've seen the fiend pop up you know lights out lights back up but i don't think we've ever seen like full entrance from stage and everything this so um, yeah with the lasers and everything that was cool with the plexiglass the plexiglass actually is adding a lot to some of the entrances it it makes like a tunnel at the entrance it just it make yeah and lights and stuff reflects yeah and and, And um, there's that stage effect you know the peppers go stage effect which now is partially they use a much more updated version of that for all the holographic technology like hologram tupac and whatnot so they're getting like some unintended 
cool effects where it looks like whatever lights are on mm -hmm. the screen are coming out into the audience, creating it, perspective. Yeah, in a way, it lets the plexiglass act like a faux LED board. It just, yeah. it's just like more, you know, more things are being projected up on them. Um, so yeah, I mean, we get the fiend coming out full entrance. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, it was, everything was a little bit sh less and shorter than maybe what we thought, but they, they did what they had to do. We know Alexa's still under the the watch of the fiend, and we got a little hint that maybe she's either having some Stockholm syndrome or she's, uh, you know, gonna she's playing with him and she's gonna end up you know turning on the fiend. Uh, we get the match officially made um, between the two for SummerSlam, which is great. Yeah, uh, yeah, so. Justin Lopez, $5. I've been checking the facts and paying us money. Well, paying Raj money. Uh, it was his first full entrance on a Raw Respect, and I believe, Justin, I believe before it was just pay-per-view. Yeah, I guess because even when they had the crowds, when he would show up and attack people with the Fiend, it was always lights, lights zoom, go down, and then... So, uh, yeah. So, first one on, on the weekly television shows. Um, so, yeah, Braun responded. The Fiend, or uh, Braun's coming out of the swamp. Yada, yada, yada. You don't know about the monster. He's unleashed. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm so much more interested in what's going to happen between Bray and Alexa. I really almost don't care about Braun's role in all of this. Yeah, I'm interested in that. Well, and I think, I mean, I mean, I guess we'll make our predictions in two Fridays from now. But, I mean, I got to think that The Fiend beats Braun, right? I mean, first off, I mean, they've unfortunately had The Fiend get beat before, and then they quickly try to, like, get away from that but like you know braun was never supposed to be champion in the first place he was because of the whole uh you know the, the whole change with roman reigns and goldberg and i mean i think this is just a perfect way to get the title back right back i mean i how would you how or why would you have the fiend even lose here so and i hope alexa is the one i hope that's the swerve that she screws braun yeah well yeah that she uh, uh, she yeah. calls braun <laughs> your face I'm, I'm it's friday night folks it's friday night here on the wrestling Inc. podcast and i haven't been drinking you having an absolute bar over there because uh, i was like you know what i'm not gonna not gonna have a beer before i go on the air uh but no i think uh alexa and bray like, i don't want to fantasy book this too much but this could be like so so cool if they do it and i think maybe that's how they do it they just have her there intrigued but still scared and then SummerSlam is where the change happens and then we get to see some real movement on this uh but yeah uh michael edward saying why else have bra say braun say she means nothing um there's a lot of ways they can go with this uh yeah. so jeff hardy versus king baron corbin with uh dq because seamus appeared out of nowhere uh, yeah I mean, decking I hardy i think there was i think this was the second of three dqs that we ended up getting uh so uh, you know, I, I, I always I critique AEW with sometimes they could use a DQ finish and then there's WWE who overuses the DQ Loves. finish. Yes. Uh, like, like a DQ blizzard. Uh, Sheamus versus Baron Corbin then happened. Um, and this was good. I mean, Corbin, like I said, Corbin doesn't really get kind of the props that a lot of these other guys do. So him against Sheamus, you have to temper your expectations. But for what it was, this worked. Well, and unusual, you don't often get, you know, you rarely see two heels. Yeah, in a match. I mean, I, I mean, it made sense why, like, they were both aggravated each other for, like, you know, getting involved in each other's business. But it, you don't often see that dynamic, so that's different. Uh, no, he's yeah, not Hunter a babyface. Seamus a babyface. Ripper saying they turned Seamus. I don't know. He's working at the docks to support his family. They just <laughs> immigrated to this country. It's the 1930s. We don't have the best attitude about the Irish. He's an underdog. <laughs> the Irish. He's a dirty people. 
like Gangs of New York or some other metropolitan area. I think, uh, I think, I think, I think in the departed when the, when the, the guys from Providence were, were hassling, hassling the guy at the, at the, at the corner store, you opened a shop in an Irish neighborhood. These are dirty people. And then Leo knocks them out. And now you have a problem with the people in Providence. I don't think people realize that. I feel like they don't, like my journey through American history was, I remember in junior high, they start off with uh, Europe, Columbus, and we start through American history. And then I remember I got to high school, it was more world history. But even in American history, like we seem to stop around the Civil War. I remember, because I remember there was so much that I didn't know about the early 1900s that I only really learned as an adult. interesting for more information about uh the irish and their plight in the early 1900s visit your local library or go to their website i think they'll mail you a book now given the current situation uh but uh well and i know it too my family on my mom's side is very i mean she is irish they did the whole they've, they've been like genealogy heads back since mm-hmm. before ancestry.com and 23 and me and all that so uh yeah i've uh got it you're full of that my whole then there's me i'm all german with an adopted french last name what a what a combination there. Mm. I mean, they named me Glenn. How Irish is that? Um, so after that match with Sheamus getting the win, uh, Bailey and Sasha were wanted to uh, have a Zoom call with Stephanie. But before we could see that, we saw Big E cutting a promo. Great promo. He's it's good. <laughs> you could tell he <laughs> legitimately was cracking up. Uh, Caleb Braxton. Um, yeah, I mean Biggie, he's got he's got the stuff, man. It's uh it, it all fits, right? Fiend, who was a heel technically, um, Fiend takes world title and if you need a fresh baby face, why not a Biggie? Yeah. I I have a feeling they're not gonna really pull the trigger on him until after SummerSlam. Oh Maybe. yeah, you know, a biggie. Yeah, you no. Know, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, but, yeah. Again, Fiend wins title at SummerSlam, and I don't know if Biggie immediately is the next contender, but uh, I could certainly see them like setting him up by the end of this calendar year. Um, maybe even trying to set him up to be the big, the big, the big challenger, babyface challenger on the road to Mania next, next, next year. It's interesting. Gecko Rob saying though it's a bad promo because he said New Day rocks at the end. It is interesting. <laughs> Rob, look, I get what you're saying, but, and he's, I mean, he's been doing interviews about, I mean, he's, he's, he's made social media comments. He's done interviews uh, and I kind of commend, cause I mean like him, you know, I, I've gotten a chance to interview he, Kofi and Xavier together in person a few times, which is phenomenal because they, they are as entertaining as you would imagine them to be. And then, and one of the interviews was at like six in the morning in person on a mania weekend and they were bright eyed and bushy tailed at 6am. Um, they truly are really all, they are really just just a unit they are good friends and i think that like he's probably been very vocal to vince and management and and, and i think he's got the the pull at this point to to say this is what i want to happen as well as the backing of kofi who's the veteran um i think that if as he's got the singles run he's not going to turn on his guys or on his partners he's not going to all of a sudden start dressing different and have different music i i think i i think it's going to be a big thing for biggie and for the other two that Big E can have a singles run, uh, meaning you know he, he he's going after a singles title, but he's still going to be part of a stable, which I admire that because one thing that's bothered me, and WWE hasn't really done this much since, 
maybe you know like evolution type of thing, like type of days like they get so stuck on if you're in a stable that all those stable members all have to move and have the same feud at the same time this bothered me with the original Wyatt family of why they couldn't have bray Wyatt go after one thing and, and harper and whatever i like the idea of three guys can still be associated together and linked together and music and look and wardrobe etc but like they can have their own storylines their own their own people they're trying to deal with um and i, I think biggie's trying to gonna try to keep that so i don't think he's gonna ever stop uh, being part of new day i think he just might be a, you know a member of new day who's going after the singles world title mm, perhaps well stephanie mcmahon wants to talk to sasha and bailey and uh, it looks like it's gonna be sasha versus asuka at SummerSlam, but for Bailey, there's going to be a three brand triple threat next week to decide who's going to challenge Bailey for that SmackDown women's title. And it's a great pro, it's a great thing to say. I have absolutely no idea who's going to be, and I think it's great that there's so many options that we could choose from. This is where Rhea Ripley makes her comeback. Maybe Nate Monroe, Buck 99, the new day now breaking up is different and good, it is a different way for them to doing it. It is. I mean, and, and they are the they are the group that would be that that should defy the, the the normal. Okay, it's time to break them up. Somebody's got you know you know the shield. Somebody had to turn. Somebody had to break the shield. You know, like oh, pardon me, triple brand battle royal. I apologize. Yeah, triple brand battle royal. Um, I mean, New Day has been together. They formed in the, I think, the fall of 2014, and since then they've been baby faces a handful of times, heels a handful of times. I forget how many title runs they've had. That is amazing. That's six years. It's almost six whole years. That's an eternity in today's WWE, where there's two to three live weekly shows and a in twelve to fourteen pay per views a year. That's an eternity in the programming that that, that you know to stay together and and to and to remain fresh. They've had different. They they've had the Budios phase. They've had the the trombone Francesca phase. They had the they've had all these different phases that that, that they've been in. They, they consider they are continue to able to reinvent themselves a little bit just slightly while still keeping the new day mold. It's phenomenal. I mean, they already are hall of famers. That's phenomenal. I think uh, for biggie, this is time to shine. I think it's amazing what new day has done together. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they evolve it with this. Uh, Nyla's boring $5. They must love when we just read that name every time does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the wrestling Inc. podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest problem for WWE is name a single star under 30. That's the future of the company. I'll name two uh, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Yeah, I mean, Rhea's like 23, I think. Bianca's in, and that's and that that is a valid point by that uh person. Is there are a lot of names where we get Bianca Belair is 31 years old. No, she is okay. I know Rhea, Rhea's like she's like twenty three. I'm pretty sure Rhea's really young. But, I am so um, terrible at guessing everyone's age, by the way. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of people though that you do come across, and like you know, like Keith Lee, like people like you know, and these are all people that like I'm not necessarily against, but like Keith Lee, Keith Lee's not young. He's in his he's pushing his mid to late thirties. Um, you know, like you go down the list. There's a lot of guys and 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 even girls that like you you see potential for, but they're not. You know, not to say they're too old, but you feel like you're they're on the second half of the of the journey. Age is so much different now, though. Uh, Justin Lopez five dollars saying at this point it looks like New Day will last at least a decade, which is incredible. See, I don't, I don't think age. I think age sometimes can be even more important because the 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 level of expectation that the business has evolved to of some of the crazy things that some of these that the fans want some of these talents to do. Um, you know, Darby Allen's a super young guy. 
But if Darby Allen continues to work the way he works, you know, that that's he's gonna he is gonna have years taken off of his career. Yes. Uh Brian Barry 299, who faces Bailey at SummerSlam? My pick is Rhea Ripley. Um, got it. You know, if she was still a baby face, I would say Lacey Evans, but they put her back to being a heel. So and it's a battle royal. Rhea Ripley has got to win this thing. Uh, what other baby faces could they? I mean, Bianca's Bianca, in the story. Bianca, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 right with uh, the Vezelina. So, yeah, I'm telling you, Rhea Ripley, but Mark why would it? But, but after they've had her lose so much, yeah, but remember the last time people saw her was at WrestleMania, like, well, yeah, true. Gonna... Whoever faces Bailey doesn't mean that they're gonna beat Bailey, yeah, and that's that's where why it makes sense because the last time we saw her on the on a main roster piece of programming it was she was charlotte's opponent at wrestlemania i mean rhea ripley would get a bigger pop and more interest than Shayna baszler yeah yeah that's true <laughs> nate erickson 999 this is for a five pack of mike windscreen covers for justin he sacrifices for the sake of the podcast what does ross do with the super chat money anyway that's true if i know windscreen if i'm popping my peas or if a breeze comes through the window over here it's all because i ripped that damn windscreen off true Bad news, Brown saying Naomi. I think Naomi would be great, but why do a cross brand battle royal to have it be a SmackDown talent? That's where it seems. Mm, good point. Not taking advantage of uh, the opportunity. Um, name and Roebuck ninety nine. You think Kofi will be in the Hall of Fame twice or just New Day? Oh, I mean, I could. Kofi as a singles person, he certainly deserves it, especially because, I mean, there's no formal criteria. So, like, Kofi as a singles run, just for longevity alone, you can make a case to put him in once one day. Um, he definitely would go in with a new day, obviously. We have to see in the next five years, because they are starting to, like, run short on names and to an extent, names that, like, you truly think that, like, should be in the Hall of Fame. We'll have to see how liberal they want to get with how many two-time hall of famers they want to have you know it's one thing that rick flair is a two-time hall of famer right triple yeah. h will be a two-time hall of famer because he's got dx and he'll he, obviously he'll go in someday as, as a single star um it, it'll be interesting it, it just we have to wait and see like how like how crazy they want to get with letting people go in twice um he definitely first will go in with new day i would think absolutely so neo akira pointing out raj is scrooge mcducking it every night with that super chat money uh, so the Miz and Morrison versus heavy machinery and, uh, you stole the show here. Mandy Rose with her sassy new haircut. She did, but just before like, the thing I don't like about, they did this last week. I forget who. Yeah. Uh, people Mandy that comes in and attacks, the match. Yeah. right. Mandy attacks Sonya who's on the outside and they call a DQ. Now I, they, they wait to call the DQ until they actually get in the ring and start beating each other. But even still. The DQ should not be called unless one of them physically touches somebody active in the match. I don't understand why this, like, this, this is frustrating. It's WWE, and I, and I, dude. Well, but I, I'm just, I, I'm, 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 I'm being critical of this because WWE normally looks like they have a, you know, when you put them side by side, AEW, AEW is the one sloppy with the rules of the referee. But this aggravates me. It's like, come on. Uh, but nonetheless, that aside, yes, Mandy and her and her new haircut. I mean, she had fire. She looked like she wanted to 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 rip the hair off of Sonya Deville. This was good. She looks great. Um, and I think uh, I would hope they get a one on one match at SummerSlam. But I think it's going to be a six six person match. 
mixing up with Ms. Morrison and heavy machinery. Yeah, I mean, and not that they couldn't do a singles again, but I mean, they they quickly <laughs> they quickly blew their wad with already having them do the singles match weeks and months ago on SmackDown. I know, I know, so. but now there's so much more stakes. It seems like. Um, so I'll say this as a kind word: um, when they showed the promo for Raw Monday and showed the little edit of Raw Underground, it looked a million times cooler the way they promoted it tonight than it did in actuality on Monday when they had the quick cuts of the matches and it looked like MMA. It made for a better recap than uh, a segment live. I might've stepped away or I might've been looking at my computer. Cause I really can't remember what they, how it looked. So I'll just have to fast go. cuts, lots of ground and pound. Good. It's good. Um, but it made me giggle. Just remembering Monday night, the dancing <laughs> girls, the awkwardness. Um, we'll see what happens Monday. But then we came back to the ring and Retribution appeared running wild. Raw, under, Raw Underground felt like something. Uh, if you were playing Grand Theft Auto, your car would have crashed into a building. And you would have crashed into the Raw Underground warehouse. So I've been playing Grand Theft Auto online, which I just gave up to start playing Red Dead online, which is giving me like trauma from the alligators in the swamp and all the <laughs> wild animals attacking me. Dude, this is no joke. I don't know if you ever played the first Red Dead, got eaten by coyotes. Like, uh, <laughs> no. yeah, dude, this shit will like F you up. Um, but Grand Theft Auto Online, the reason I stopped playing it is they want you to like start these businesses. And I'm like, I got my own business in real life. Why am I doing a video game business to earn virtual currency to have to go and like check on supplies and staffing? But you can start a nightclub and you have to like go and pick up the people from the nightclub and drive them to work. Like I was like, this is more work than my actual business. Um, so you're so you're telling me you're not playing Roller Coaster Tycoon to run your own amusement park? No, but in GTA Online, the nightclub, it, it, like Raw Underground, absolutely is right out of Grand Theft Auto Online in uh, Los Santos. Uh, but let's talk about Retribution. Uh, though speaking, coming in chainsaws, baseball bats, spray paint, attacking the crowd. Um, there was some stuff. I'll have to go back and watch this again. Some people felt very disturbed by some of the violence. Uh, women in the crowd were attacked. They're hoping it was women attacking women and not men. Um, but we like it didn't look uh, as play fighty, I'll say, as a lot of uh, other WWE interactions look. But then again, like it also didn't look gritty, raw, or real either. Um, this whole thing was awkward. And I think the mystery of who is in retribution, that's why we spend the first 20 minutes talking about it tonight at the start of the show. The mystery of who is in retribution is a hundred times more interesting than the actual segment we saw tonight. It is. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm not offended by anything we saw that they did. Um, so let's teach their own, but yeah, again, it goes back to what we said uh, earlier. It just, it was, you're trying to sell again you're trying to sell this as like anarchy and they're causing havoc don't st don't give them this much time it was just too it should have been a quicker cutaway to the show ending and so you're just like whoa i need to see more because i yeah. because by the time it went off the air i was like i've seen too much way too much the Maltov cocktail made a statement monday night that was good although it was a little corny the way they were jumping and cheering like yeah, yeah. we did it Right. Punk rock. Yeah. Anarchy. I, it goes again back to what we started the show with. I, I just, I, it's all a matter of if these are the physical people that are actually part of the show, I'm not so loving this because based upon, on, you know, process of elimination of who it could be and size and everything, I'm kind of underwhelmed. If this is just supposed to be representing what retribution stands for, and then we will eventually get the reveal of the true people. Okay. 
I'll try. I understand if it's a still photo and we just put some schlubs in black hoodies and said, let's take a photo and do that. But to give them 10 minutes or seven minutes or whatever it was of airtime on nationally televised programming, it would seem like even dumber than something WWE would do to have that be a seven minute segment. I can understand Monday night in the parking right. lot being stand-ins, but this tonight seems. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can, the only thing I can ever draw from, from my personal experience in the pro wrestling business was, um, would be like around 2012 ish, 20, 2011 or 2012 ish, um, working for pro wrestling Ohio that then became prime wrestling. Johnny Gargano. He's our number one guy. He's our main, main baby face. Johnny was getting attacked for you know, months by a mass man. And, you know, obviously for months, we just had somebody, a lot of times it was, you know, not necessarily a trainee, but just, it was somebody that just donned the ski mask, donned the whatever and came in and did the, but again, it was quick cut run in stuff. And this was on direct TV. So it was, there, it was on television. So we had to be cognizant of, of cameras. Uh, and then eventually it got revealed. I was actually in the ring for the reveal, which is why I remember the story so prominently. It got revealed as Jimmy Jacobs. You know, and, and like it was work because we because I looked at I looked back at it and Jimmy was whatever height he was and every every person we put under the mask at different shows was comparable to Jimmy's height and, and there was no revealing you could not see skin color you couldn't see and there was nothing so I like I just think about that and I'm just, and so I think about that so much tonight and I'm like why would they allow so much to be seen of these guys and girls and so that's why again I'm just kind of. And, and I know that we're being nerds here. I know that I know no, that no, no, but I know I know that I know that if I was like to call Bruce Pritchard up right now and let him see this whole thing, he'd be like, "Justin, you're focusing on the wrong thing." And maybe we are, but I'm, but it's, this is what we do. No, I'm but focusing who's on in it. it is the mystery. Like yeah, what they did isn't the cool part. Yeah. Who's behind it? We like it guessing him. Now I'm thinking back. For some reason in my head, I have it that in the Scream movies. It was not always the killer who was playing Ghostface in the shots. It'd be a stunt person. Yes, might even correct. be different people. Kind of like uh, uh, Norma Bates in the original Psycho. It wasn't always the same person, I believe, that was doing it because they wanted to throw you off a little bit. If my understand, if my because I'm a big Scream nerd, at least for the first three. If my understanding is correct, uh, really the only time the revealed killer was ever in the Scream mask was in the scenes where they then revealed said killer, uh, and then if they were struggling in that scene with sydney or whoever but yeah most other times it was a stunt person by my understanding to, to, to handle all the the physicality brian barry 299 saying tony storm versus bailey at SummerSlam. i think that'd be great but i don't think they're gonna i don't think they think tony is uh yeah she, she'd be way out of nowhere but um but what i was gonna say though is by contrast you talked about the later or you talk you think about the later friday and 13th movie certainly the nightmare on elm street films that was always kane hotter that was jason Every time you saw Jason was Kane Hodder, Kane Hodder had a certain physicality about him, a certain way to care himself. Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger, the same thing. It was a really big deal that it was like consistent, the same person, because it wasn't just about Freddy speaking or seeing his face. You could tell from the body language, the movement. So I, like that's why I say, yes, it is nerdy that we're talking about this. But when I think about it as just a purist, um, I think it would be kind of cheap and uh, lessen the impact, so to speak, if tonight this was just five random schlubs and not the actual group. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I let me ask you this. I guess this is what WWE would really want to know. Are you more excited now for Monday's Raw to see if we get another glimpse of this group now, or or are you checked out already? I think I think my interest is who it is, and once we find out who it is, man, that's why I'm saying Leo Rush, Sami Zayn, Enzo. Those would be the best best uh, possible people because the second we know who it is, if what they have to say is not a uh, Dylan spitting the hot fire, as it were. 
we're going to tune out and move on and just be done with it. Like, it's got to be like, you only get the mystery. And then once the mystery has gone, reality, it better be super interesting or else we're over it. What would be worse to you? Uh, we get the reveal and it's underwhelming, kind of like what we're worried about. Or we never get the reveal, just like we never got the, the hacker reveal. Which hey, one would I, bother I think this you is going to be part of the hacker. I have a feeling they would be even more idiotic than usual to not tie the hacker into this. They're not going to do that. Boy, you already had a guy in a in a black hoodie, I, I a know. mystery figure, like. This, but they're but they're not gonna they're gonna miss that one. They're not gonna do that. That would be so like because then they then they look like geniuses. And oh, the hackers and the, ha the hackers and the hackers messing with other things. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, you're right, but they're not gonna do that. Well, actually, I'm, do you, do you think one of the people that was under the, the mask and hood tonight was Ali? No, but that doesn't matter. The hacker doesn't have to be who the hacker actually was, and I don't even know that the hacker was actually who they intended it to be. But that's fine. Retcon, retcon it. Make the hacker. Part of this group, I think I have Bruce Pritchard's email somewhere. He was a guest on this podcast before. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him an email. The I got hacker, his number. I got his number. Yeah, you want to call you him may, right now? You better be the hacker. Sure wanna... as hell. <laughs> do not do a burn on the spot. He'll be very upset. But uh, like, yeah, like would. everyone needs to tell Bruce Pritchard the hacker. Sure as hell had better be a part of retribution. Like that is that, and that will make them look so much smarter than they are. Yeah. It will look like better storytellers. It will look like, see, we're paying off something big. This is huge. Steve Marcaccioli says Tessa Blanchard for Retribution. That'd be interesting. Don't think they're doing it. Uh, Tessa but, Blanchard is not going to show up yes. in well, WWE or NXT right now. Michael Arita, $2. You think AEW should sign Tessa? She's not going to show she, up in AEW right now. I think Tessa, She. you know what it is? Tessa's like the only female free agent <laughs> right now. With the, It's got like uh, marquee value, you know? She does, but I don't think we're going to see her right now. So Okay, uh, so let's hit a news story. Then I got to go. Justin, I'm excited tonight. Uh, hmm. Let me tell you, um, my entire life, I've been one of those guys. What, what do you think a jar of pasta sauce should cost? A jar of pasta sauce? Yeah, like oh, I'm talking about this with my wife. When you buy the pasta sauce, right? Like there's your your bargain brands. There's like the Ragus and the Pregos and the, you know. Six ninety nine, $7.99. Big bucks of a bar over there. For me, I'm like. You <laughs> to know, be no, fair, I'm not. I'm not often the one that's going to the grocery store buying. It's my wife, so I, I don't know. I'm just, so Ragu's usually like a buck ninety nine, maybe two bucks. Now, if I want to go a little fancy, maybe I go Classico. It's got the kind of square jar. It looks a little fancier. That's like maybe a four dollar jar. Maybe oh, I, well, I was really over. I was really overshooting. Yeah. Where are you going? So uh, I'm. Uh, I'm excited because uh, I, I bought like some six and seven dollar a jar of pasta sauce, and I'm like, oh. I'm gonna live the high life. I'm I'm upgrading my pasta game, and that's what I'm gonna make for dinner. I've already got water on the stove. I just got text the water's on. You the haven't stove had dinner yet? Oh, it's oh, it's eight twenty-two. No, it's eight twenty-two here. So You're I'm so lucky. I'm the one. Matt and I, we have to. You and Raj on your. You guys, it's daylight out still when you're doing this. I. I forget you haven't had dinner yet. I'm gonna try my fancy pasta sauce tonight, and it's gonna be hopefully all. Hopefully, it's gonna taste twice as good because it costs twice as much. I'm so excited about this. It's the little things, Justin. It's the little things. I thought there was actually a segue between the pasta sauce and the news story. So you said, let's do some news and you have to get out of here. And then I, now I realize no, you, no. have, you have to get out of here because you have to go cook pasta. I, I get some pasta and I got to find a movie to watch tonight. Watched a movie last night from 1978 called The Silent Partner with Elliot Gould and Christopher Plummer. It's a bank robbery film. I've been hearing for years. It's a fantastic movie. It's a little slow. It's a little violent at parts. 
We finally watched it last night. It was so good that now I'm I'm already disappointed about the movie that I have to watch next. And I don't know what that movie's going to be, but you know what I mean? It's hard to follow up something that you sure. really, really enjoyed. Uh, speaking of which, though, I did go back and finish Focus based on your recommendation. And we stopped like? watching right before the scene with B.D. Wong. So I watch it. Scene with B.D. Wong is the best scene in the entire film. It's tremendous. I told you, yeah. But after that, everything after that was boring. And the twist at the end, like all that, like that just... Th- like everything was a shadow of the. I mean, the, the racing stuff's not as cool, but, but it is nice when they do wrap it up. When you know at the, at the Gerald final, Gerald showing up, like. But but yeah, the the the, the B D Wong them them doing the, the the insane gambling and and him leaving Margot Robbie's character in the dark with it is great. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to spoil for anyone, but you really think I, I thought I was like, oh, they're really showing like the the darkness of degenerate gamblers, and this is gonna be the like I complete swerve didn't see it like I was uncomfortable. I was like seriously like oh this is just oh this is just making me so uh so just feel like just dirty kind of watching I, this guy implode. And I can never every time I hear sympathy for the devil now it's uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh and then uh Super Chat Bear Hudson $5 when do you see Tessa Blanchard making a return to AEW NXT main roster debut at SummerSlam? Man, people does Tessa Blanchard know how much people love to like we get asked about Tessa Blanchard on this podcast. Probably more than any other performer. I mean, she's polarizing, but Baird, answer your question again. I, I, I do not think you're going to see Tessa Blanchard. You know, I don't think you're going to see her in WWE, NXT, or AEW in 2020. So, but just that—that's um, that's I'll put it out there. So okay, so the the news. Let's hit the news because I got to yeah. get out of here. Pasta sauce is waiting. Um, all right, real quick. Uh, AEW they had in the, in the ratings war this past week. Uh, they won. Uh, they had the best show viewership wise that they've had in during the pandemic. Uh, they did nine hundred and one thousand viewers. That compared to NXT seven hundred and fifty three. Uh, AEW was ranked number five in the t- cable top one fifty. NXT came in ranked number twenty seven. Um, of course, that all important eighteen to forty nine demo. Once again, AEW uh, winning out there. They do a they did zero point three six compared to NXT's. 0.20. So uh, this is some of the best numbers for AEW again uh, since prior to uh, to COVID. So uh, big, big, big for them. You know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, Glenn. And I think we talked a little bit Wednesday. We were talking off air in a couple weeks. They're going to have three weeks where they are moved to Saturdays due to NBA programming on TNT. So that's definitely going to. There's no way around it. They're going to take some hit. We just don't know how much. Man, NXT better capitalize on that, or they are. Uh gonna never regain ground um so on that note before we leave jose sorola wants to know what's our favorite wrestling theme songs we've talked about this a lot i'll say for me i think uh, the funkasaurus theme song is uh an underrated banger that's the one i listen to the most somebody Uh, call my mama i don't know i mean dx's was so good Uh, yeah but i'm talking something you'd actually listen to something i'd actually listen to Triple H is my time when he first broke out as a singles. The my the the that is a really good, I think. Okay. I don't know. I like. I enjoy that one. I just think of uh, the Max Landis parody from the Triple H uh, yeah. wrestling as a wrestling video. I've got that on my phone. Strangely, um, okay. On that note, we'll be back here Monday night to talk about Raw Underground, the hottest property in all of professional wrestling. Until then, he's at Justin Obama, Mac Rubenstein. Catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.